This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports. With Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, the Horn. Second hour of Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig Wade, Jeff Howe with you. Our producer Cameron Parker alongside as well. Glad to have you with us. And uh, we've got uh, more things to get to here uh, on the program. But I, w- I want, as I always uh, like to do, I like to start with a cleanup from hour number one. Uh, going uh, to the Specs text line, our man CB says, uh, Texas, Michigan, and Aaron Rodgers are all in the news. Says, what is this, December 2004? We all remember that with Aaron Rodgers grumbling about Mac Brown campaigning for his team to get into uh, to get into the Rose Bowl instead of a Cal team that ultimately, as I remind folks, ended up going to the Holiday Bowl and losing by 20 to a Texas Tech team that it lost at home by 30? Yeah, 51-21, I believe, in Sounds 2004. Right. In Lubbock. Slept since then. Yeah, I know fi- it was a lot to not enough. Yeah, I think it was 51-21, the game in 04. And... Um, and and yeah, they ended up losing that. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, you know, with the trade being announced, uh, of course, going to the New York Jets, not going to wear number twelve because we know who wore number twelve for the New York Jets. It's immortalized, Joe Willie Namath. He's going to wear number eight. Yeah. In so. terms of polarizing quarterbacks, you're talking about Joe Namath, Joe Namath. Is Aaron Rodgers number one in terms of athletes who are just on a different planet? I know Kyrie Irving's up there for you guys, but. Where would you put Aaron Rodgers in that discussion? Well, for, like all time or current day? All time. Oh, well, there's lots of polarizing knuckleheads over. Well, I over, mean, the darkness over. retreat. I mean, that's just that's that that in its own is enough. Depending on who you talk to, Craig, some people would say like Ty Cobb would be polarizing. Yeah, for some people, absolutely. Um, some people, maybe not now, but at a point, you definitely say Muhammad Ali was polarizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like Mike Tyson at one point would be one of those guys, but I don't think so. Not so much anymore. It doesn't seem like. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I have to really think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, currently, yeah, certainly. And as far as quarterbacks go, and Carl Malone's kind of gone the other way. Yeah. Right. From kind of neither here nor there to very yeah. polarizing yeah. the last few years. Yeah. So I mean, there's. It, I think as quarterbacks go, yeah. and, and down through the history, he's certainly one of the most 
All time might be a little bit broad, but if you're just limiting to the quarterbacks, Namath and Rodgers are up there, I think, for sure. But with all the off-field stuff with Rodgers and the Pat McAfee show and the way he's handled his entire trade discussions the last four years, I mean, what a what a drama. I really have to think about it. Yeah, uh, Bizarro Dale Dudley says that Rodman is the GOAT in that respect. Somebody else uh, brings up Rodman. That's polarizing. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I think I think Draymond Green is polarizing. I, I don't know. I just think unless you're a Warriors fan, you probably don't like Draymond. At least it's on the court with Draymond. Even when he's punching his teammates, it's still on the court, technically. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Texas X02 says Aaron Rodgers was a douchebag in 2004 and an even <laughs> bigger one today. And so, uh, Colin Kaepernick. That, that would be polarizing. Yes, he would fit the definition of polarizing. Yep. 100%. Yep. I don't I don't know anybody that's like in between on Colin Kaepernick. And 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 while CB points out that Rodgers hadn't been to a Super Bowl since 2010 and won in four in NFC Championship games, he has he has a ring. He has a Super yeah, Bowl title. People, people he Barry, will be in Canton. He will be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. People mentioned Barry Bonds. Bonds yep. is a good one. It's yep. polarizing. Very good. Pete Rose. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah. Quarterbacks though, Cam, he's up there. Yeah. Like Joe Namath was polarizing for uh, for different reasons. Like Namath's off the field stuff would be par for the course yeah. today. Yes, it would. But back then it was yeah, time in, period. you know, fur coats and in cahoots and restaurants with some mob ties yeah. that, with with guys and that that sort of thing, uh, you know. It's relatively you know weird how the quarterback landscape you've gone from like Joe Namath allegedly hanging around with mobsters to like Kyler Murray can't get off Call of Duty. Like that's where we've gone <laughs> in the quarterback controversy <laughs> spectrum over time. Uh, uh, our, our our friend Tom, who said uh, uh, he's referring to the Leaf Johnson Ford return of the week, where I mentioned the return of the week is the Sacramento Kings because they're back in the playoffs for the first time since 2006. And I said, if you go back to the ancestral history of the franchise, they're actually the Rochester Royals uh, back in the year, late 40s, early 50s. In fact, even I did, did a further research, but this didn't really uh, harbor mentioning in that in that Lee Johnson forward chart. There were actually a team called the Rochester Seagrams that were sponsored by the Seagrams Gen? Yep. That, That'd or, be like the Nippon Ham Fighters. Uh, Seagrams 7 and 7, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that sort of thing, yeah. Uh, they were sponsored by Seagram, but they were a semi-pro team in the 20s and 30s. And then in the 40s, they got a franchise in what was then the NBL, uh, which was one of the teams that got absorbed by the later Basketball Association of America a couple of years, which is real, the true real forerunner of the NBA, is the BAA. Well, Rochester was one of the teams, along with the Minneapolis Lakers, that got absorbed into that league. And... Um, they had it. They had a really good team for several years. They won yeah. an NBA title in 1951, but they played in a 4,200 seat arena, Edgerton Park Arena. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't really draw much. They ended up moving to Cincinnati. They became the Cincinnati Royals. They had Oscar Robertson. Yep. Had great runs, but they couldn't get past the 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 dynasty that was the Celtics. And then attendance started falling off. And then they moved. They were the Kansas City Omaha Kings, mm-hmm. where they split home games between Kansas City and Omaha. And then they were Kansas City Kings, and then the Sacramento. And they've had a decades and decades of futility. Is that, like that, that post Katrina season where the Hornets were the New Orleans slash Oklahoma City Hornets. That's it. Yeah. And they, and they, and so they, they had decades of futility. 
Now they're in Sacramento. This is the best team they've had since the in, O2 team. In, two, in 2002, they were the best team in basketball. Yep. Yep. And should have been in the finals. Yep. Um, somebody on the text line mentions Brett Favre is, is, in terms of polarizing conversation. Uh-huh. It's not that often that you really wish that your biggest controversy was that you took pics of your wang and sent it to someone. Like, Brett Favre probably wishes that was the thing that was his most egregious offense in life now. Yeah. Rather than Agreed. allegedly allegedly stealing money from the state of Mississippi. Yeah. Allegedly. I don't want to get sued like McAfee did. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, um, somebody else uh, pointed out that the, they said the uh, Kura Sushi charges by the plate. When you drop in the plate collector, it counts. Okay. So, so you got to be careful with the you know the all you can eat sushi for lunch. There's a lot of but good places to do did, that. Did a plate, and then when you put the plate back on, right. it, it rings the. And register. Some places, if you like, leave a piece of sushi on your plate, they'll charge you like per piece that you leave. It's like seventy five cents a piece they charge. How you. about that? Yeah, but you be careful. Eat don't. What they say sure, in the army: take all you want, eat all you take. Yeah, just make sure your eyes are not bigger than your stomach. There you go. Uh, hey, our buddy MJ from Hearn. Ah, yes, the town that Walmart killed not once, but twice. And maybe and potentially thrice? thrice times. <laughs> we'll see. MJ says, I have a Sports Illustrated that has Ted Williams on the cover. It also has uncut baseball cards and stories about Joe Frazier. wonder if it's worth anything. I would say probably yes. uh, Yeah, take it to, uh, I don't know, there's got to be a hobby shop in, like, Bryan or College State. Well, I don't know where MJ lives now. I don't know if he lives in Hearn, but yeah. Yeah, one guy said he has entire '77 Playboy collection. Captain Caveman said people out there really buying other people. I'm not going to finish that. That's Ew. just disgusting to read that again. Can't do that, Caveman. You know, I Sorry saw that, that on a on a Pawn Stars episode one time. Like some people, like some collectors, will want them, but really, like other than the first edition with Marilyn Monroe and like a couple others along the way, they don't hold as much value as you'd think. Really? Yeah, the Playboys don't. <laughs> what, what some the, value what do the palm star guys say to it i mean if i buy these look i'm taking all the risk i gotta store it i gotta pay somebody <laughs> to catalog it i mean what I, well, I mean i've got 150 magazines here five bucks is the best i can do <laughs> 750 not a dime more yeah yeah <laughs> we we were talking about which talk heads and somebody said it's known as the air capital world that's what i was referring to earlier beechcraft cessna Learjet, Boeing, and Spirit Air Systems. Yeah, yeah, that was that was all a part of that. Hey, uh, you know, we talked. You said you wanted to find out where there was a pizza buffet. So it's a bit of a hike, but there's a pizza buffet in Level Way. Somebody said Rockdale. There's one in Rockdale. Rockdale. How about that? Has a pizza and a Mister Gaddy's buffet. Well, that that went strong back in the day. Yeah. There's still and, a few Gaddy Land locations or Gaddy Town locations. Yeah, they're in Round Rock. You know what? Uh, just to me is like I don't know if they put crack in it or what. And maybe I'm just in the minority. The spaghetti at the Mister Gaddy's buffet. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. But it is. It keeps calling back to you. It is. I haven't had it. In, it's been years at this point. Definitely pre-COVID. Okay. Was the was the KFC buffet in Berryville, Arkansas, the one you're thinking about? Maybe I, I don't great. remember. Yeah. I don't remember. I, I just know there used to be one uh, right off of Williams Drive where the Albertsons is now. There, I guess it's not an Albertsons anymore. Whatever's there, you mentioned Albertsons used to be Javorski Lane's uh, commitment to the A and M baseball program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is it reminds me of the funniest sign I've ever seen at DKR the Thanksgiving Day game against A and M. Javorski Lane ate my other sign. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, and a picture of the uh, Farm to Market 165 of the wintertime with the ice and snow will make you pucker up, says Golflinger. That's it. That's the vista when you come over there, and it's just beautiful where you see the entire hill country open up. All right, so I, I could be way off on this, but I seem to remember I saw Javorski Lane. I went to a Lufkin-Longview game in Lufkin okay. and saw Javorski Lane. And and he looked, Javorski was, had put on some weight at that mm. point, more than his playing days. But I want to say he slimmed down. He's like 220 pounds now, wow, 200 okay. pounds. I, I think nice. I remember seeing a picture of him where he had slimmed down significantly. Yeah. Uh, Tom points out where I mentioned that Edgerton Park Arena says the park is still there. The arena's long gone. That's unfortunate. Uh, hey, uh, Belton Gringo says they have gas station sushi in Granger. <laughs> they're on Farm to Market 95. Boy, be careful. State careful. Highway 95. Yeah. Going out to Granger Lake. Yeah, let me stop and get some sushi. Yeah. All along the way. Uh so um uh anyway. It just sounds like yeah. just, why don't you you might as well just like eat a laxative bar at that point. Like it's kind of what you're asking for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Somebody said, Why are all the polarizing athletes black men, no other nationalities have them? Wait a minute. And and, and then he goes, Aaron Rodgers, Kurt Schilling, uh Christian Ronaldo. We uh, said Conor McGregor. Rogers. We mentioned Joe Namath. Uh, yeah, uh, P. Rose. Kurt Schilling is uh, Kurt Schilling is a, yeah. well, but see, I don't know if Kurt Schilling is polarizing or if there's just a majority of people that just don't like Kurt Schilling at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, tough because political views can be deemed polarizing, and I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So you can make the argument for Brett Favre. People got on him for his political views and his takes. Just like, eh, well, you can say the same thing with all the the the. Um, the big media bombs that dropped yesterday. Tucker Carlson dismissed at Fox. Don yep. Lemon at CNN. I mean, polarizing in their own ways. Yep. Yeah. Uh, depending on your political constituency. Uh, in the interest of full disclosure, not a fan of either. So I understand. I understand. Uh, somebody, I know how you're going to answer this question. Somebody asked, where in Austin can I take my baseball cards and memorabilia to get appraised? I know where you're, how you're going to answer this. Uh, card traders of Austin, go ask for Walt. Walt will uh, shoot uh, you straight uh, on that. Good dudes uh, up there. MJ says he still lives in Hearn. There are no places to take it to in the BCS. In Not the in, really? Station. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody else points out the Gaddy's Buffet in Round Rock. Yeah. Uh, MJ, if you have time, you might. I mean, at this point, you might check out spots in Houston. That might honestly be your best bet. And you know what? Consider what you have. It might be worth the drive if you're heading out that way one day. Yeah. CB, I doubt that the CC's price is still five dollars for the buffet. I no, mean, back in the day, it was two ninety nine on select days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We uh, we called it the, the, the one in Colleen. We called it feces pizza. Oh, that that's what was going to be on the menu. After, that's what was going to be on the menu after you left there. You used to take, you laugh, Cam. You laugh. I, I used true. to take my kids to the one in Cedar Park. They loved it. I'm a huge CC's Pizza stand. I grew up Golden. That's where my mom took but me. I love that. You're not place. going to disagree with my take, though, are you? Oh no. I mean, you're in the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, your bathroom at home is like the bathroom here at the studio. Afterwards, <laughs> it's kind of like going to Poncho's. Like you, you enjoy you raise enjoy the flag. hell out of it while you're there. I'm gonna raise that flag a couple times. Give me some sopapillas, but you you know what the deal is you're gonna have to pay the tax at some point <laughs> on the other end <laughs> you want to pay the gut tax <laughs> uh, yeah i i suppose so okay um so uh if, if somebody was asking you know where would you miss going in the big 12 you said um uh, you know the places that you that you would miss going in the big 12 fort worth and waco just because of the, the quick location drive. yeah 
But I mean, there's there's other. I mean, on the Big Twelve circuit, I mean, you had fun when we went to you know Aishin's Bar in Okarchi, Oklahoma. You know, yeah. the the one stop I legit will miss is Lawrence because it's thirty minutes from Kansas City. Okay, it's right there. Everything is about the location for you, and not not necessarily about the. Dude, the, the 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 businesses of the communities. What? Okay. Have you ever really just had a bang up enjoyable time in Manhattan? Uh when Harry's Uptown Supper Club was there, fabulous, neat old restaurant in the in the lobby area of the Wareham Hotel. Uh, you go, and, you go miss Ames. Um, Hickory Park Barbecue was great at the time. See, mine's about location. Yours is going to be about, about restaurants. Well, it has to be because there's not because of the other. <laughs> what we're both not addressing is that, that there's not a lot right. in a lot of those places. Uh, you know, I do. I actually do enjoy the Morgantown trip. I know it gets it gets ragged on a little bit. Tudor's Biscuit World. There you go. Exit on the way out of yeah. town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not a bad drive, though. I mean, you no, can no, definitely you can definitely see as you get closer to the West Virginia state line, driving through Pennsylvania from Pittsburgh going on down. You can definitely see some smokestacks off in the distance. You're like, okay, that's either moonshine or meth being manufactured. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure of it. But yeah, it's it's a real it's a nice drive. Roger Roger Wallace asked me one time when I went in to do another thing with him. It was about high school football, and he just he just blindsided hit me with and said, "Okay, I've been asked to ask you. I'm just hitting you with this. Uh, give me your favorite places to eat in the Big 12. And fortunately, that was easy enough to remember. You could rattle off one for every city. You could say Tudor's Biscuit World in in Morgantown without thinking twice about mm-hmm. it. You could think about the Pancake House on Avenue Q in Lubbock, right? You know, it's a you, must. Uh, uh, and and uh, uh, in Manhattan, I mentioned Harry's Uptown Supper Club in in Stillwater. Everybody thinks of Eskimo Joe's, and that's certainly I went there this past time uh, when I, when I was up there. Uh, for for baseball, but also you know the Hideaway Pizza, the original one. You know you've got those up there as well. Norman, there's a deli in town. It's a pretty regular hangout for Barry Switzer. In fact, the day I went in there, Barry Switzer was in there hanging out. He was having lunch, and we had a little chat uh, did, in there. Did he tell you anything about speed and quickness? Didn't do that. No speed, no quickness. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, you know, get to on that. So yeah, it, th- those are things that stand out. Not only places where you ate, but also you think about the venues and and uh, some. Like, I mean, Allen Fieldhouse. I hope they continue to play them in non-conference. That's that's been brought up before about the possibility of Texas and Kansas maintaining a non-conference home-and-home home, uh, in basketball. Mm-hmm. I love going to Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great, great venue. Be a good, be a good RPI game, or for uh, or not an RPI game, I'm baseball mindset. Net uh, ranking game? Yes, thank you. Yeah, a- absolutely. Again, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get to noon, folks. I'm yeah. just, just yeah. trying to. But real quick, so. Uh, somebody on the text line. I, I do want to have in the in the notebook. I do want to have the Big Twelve quarterback discussion coming yep. up next, so we will have that. We'll do that. But real quick, places I'm looking forward to going to in the SEC: uh, Knoxville. Yeah, Knoxville, um, uh, Athens. Just because between the hedges has always looked really cool. By the me. way, Calhoun's on the river. Good place to eat, Knoxville. Yeah, and I'll tell you the third: Williams Bryce Stadium, South Carolina. Yeah, you know why? It's where they filmed the football scenes for the movie The Program. <laughs> okay. Maybe the most underrated sports movie ever. The program. Uh, yeah, I mean, all it's, how could you not be looking forward to going to Baton Rouge, to Death Valley? Oh, that's we, a given, right? We all thought we were going to go there in 2020. Thanks a lot, COVID. Yeah. Damn COVID. Freaking, Stupid COVID. Freaking Rona. Um, so, yeah, how could you not be looking forward to that? I've been to Fayetteville, been to Oxford. Yeah. 
Uh, it was great, the Grove and everything like that. Uh, uh, I, it'll be fun to go to Duty Noble in Starkville for baseball. Um, I, I actually might be more excited about the baseball trips than the football trips. You mentioned South Carolina uh, there. I mean, Knoxville, obviously, Lindsey Nelson Stadium there. Uh, you know, um, the the ballpark in um, in uh, in Fayetteville. I mean, people joke about Vanderbilt, but when when a trip to Nashville uh, comes up, it'll be that'll be one of those that I, Texas fans want to take. Looking forward to calling a basketball game from the end there at the stage that they're in the old <laughs> the old opera house in yeah. in, uh, in Nashville, Vanderbilt. I've never yeah. done that before, and, and I'm told. Prepare to be underwhelmed because you can't see that well. I understand. I get it. I get it. But just to check it off the uh, the list there. But, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like when people go to the Cotton Bowl for the first time. They're like, wow, this place is kind of a dump. I'm like, yeah, but it's it's our dump. It's a dump with charm. You know what? People will tell you the same thing about Rupp Arena. Yeah. And, I, and I've done a game in uh, Rupp Arena. did women's Sweet 16 in there. And yeah. then, obviously, the Longhorns played there. I'll give you another one, the L.A. Coliseum. The L.A. Coliseum is another one. Yeah. Because of the history and the yeah. and the things that there, it was kind of just a little. Oh, and the booth looked like looked like it could have used a nice power wash. And our our broadcast booth was about half the size of the studio. It was tiny. Yeah. <laughs> it was tiny. But there's yeah, there's. When you look up in the distance, you see the retired jerseys yeah. and all the pageantry of a USC game. Yeah. Okay, cool. But I mean, but in terms of the places you miss, you miss you mentioned Fort Worth and 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 Waco for proximity. But you know. Uh, you know, Fort Worth, Joe T. Garcia's going there this Sunday after the after the final game. Waco, you know, you got George's, you know. Mm-hmm. I went to Harold Waite's Pancake House last time when it was up there. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's Waco. Like, I just, you, know, you can spin up there if you need it. Yeah. yeah I, Fort I, Worth, I, I can too. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a little bit different than trying to go to Auburn, you know. Right. A little bit different than Auburn. Looking forward to seeing Toomer's Corner, though. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We get, obviously, Tuscaloosa this year. Yeah. And and that'll be good, and uh, you know all all this, but Florida going to the swamp, you know, there'll be. There'll be I have uh, grown Georgia to, between the hedges. I, yeah, yeah, I mentioned that. I have grown to appreciate yeah. the hatred that Arkansas fans harbor for Texas. Sure, yeah, it's part of it. Yeah. All right. Uh, somebody said Bomb Stadium in Fayetteville is amazing. It, it it's it's a great ballpark. Is and somebody said Stark Vegas is a lot of fun on game day. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, and, and somebody else agrees with you. The program is in their top three sports movies. Freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, it still goes hard. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, so there you go. All right. Uh, oh, <laughs> my husband and I refer to the poncho point when we have ever done something. Too many visits on Old Tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're at a poncho point now. Uh, poncho. Yeah, yeah. And somebody said, y'all forgetting Collie Station. No, we, we, we brought up, uh, we m- mentioned it earlier. So, yeah, for me, Lane's Chicken Tenders, <laughs> you know, go there. Look, I'll but, be honest. But we like the proximity. Went over there already this year for baseball. Craig and I are on different time clocks whenever we're done with our respective yeah. jobs. Yeah. In all the big 12 cities yeah. close to campus, I've learned where the Chick-fil-A is yeah, in, yeah. in close proximity to the stadium. That's so. true. Now, otherwise, in Lawrence, you're headed for Taco John's. Yeah, I usually get – actually, you know what? Because my good friend Kevin Flaherty lives uh, right outside of Lawrence. He usually takes me somewhere nice. We usually get a, I usually get a really good meal in Lawrence when I'm there. Good. I actually don't know where the Chick-fil-A is in Lawrence. So. 
Manhattan, Morgantown, Stillwater, okay. Lubbock. I can get Lawrence, you. not so much. I can get you the Chick Fil A. Lawrence, I actually eat a good meal there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, coming up, we'll have uh, this hour's Longhorn Notebook when we continue with Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Light the Tower with Craig Webb and Jeff Howe. This is Light the Tower on the Horn. Craig White, Jeff Howe with you. Let me say the, the original... Potato Shack meal and appeal. So this place is not bad in College Station. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if this, somebody said, "My Big Twelve state, I'm going to miss is Virginia." This is Sam Pika. You remember that? Remember that story? Yeah. The, the uh, West Virginia. Well, isn't that part of Virginia? No, Sam. It's 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 actually a separate state. It was the 34th state of the United States. It, was formed in 1863 when a group of northwestern counties in the then state of Virginia broke away from the state because they didn't agree with the state of Virginia joining the Confederacy during the Civil War. Therefore, it became West Virginia. <laughs> so that's what happened. Somebody else said the Lawrence has great food options. Free State Brewery, the Casbah with amazing burgers and fries, the Wheel, and many, many others. I ate at a steak place with a basketball team. When we went there, and I, I can't tell you the name. It was on the west side of town. Maybe the text was was really good. Um, so somebody said, every time I hear the word buffet, I think of the scene from the Nutty Professor too. <laughs> There's that. I mentioned Taco John's. I was like, hey, grab a walking taco, taco in a bag at Taco John's. And our friend Tom McKay of Audiovisual Consultation says, that's uh, three SEC cities with pluckers. If you're talking about College Station in Austin and Baton Rouge, they all have pluckers there. So that's good. Hopefully it continues to spread. And Tom does great work with uh, pluckers and terms of that, uh, the other Tom says in Nashville, the City Winery and 60 Vines on your list to eat at. Okay. And for the person who asked me, honestly, don't you think Joe T. Garcia's is overrated? It depends on what you're, what you're rating for here. You know, the, I never mentioned it was high-end uh, Tex-Mex, but it's been around for decades. And if you're going in there and you're just having the dinner and a and a margarita, and you're sitting out there on the patio. I think it serves its purpose. And for my family, I've got uh, brothers coming into town, uh, one who lives in South Carolina and one who lives in North Carolina and my other one who lives in Fort Worth. And when we all lived in the Dallas-Fort Worth area together, it was a great family gathering place, and that's where they wanted to go. So we'll, we'll go there. Have I eaten at better places? Yes, uh, but it serves its purpose. So that's the reasoning for that. Uh, with that, we transition into this hour's edition of The Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. All right, let's have this Big 12 quarterback discussion. Somebody said Athlon Sports said Dylan Gabriel is, oh, that 
okay, I see one that it's leading production, whatever. Somebody said Dylan Gabriel was listed as the best quarterback in the Big 12 according to Athlon Sports. Mm -hmm. I can't find anything on that. But what I did find was a ranking of Big 12 quarterbacks by Athlon that has Jalen Daniels at Kansas as the top returning quarterback in the conference. Uh huh. So let me let me pull this up real quick, Craig. I, I know that what, uh, what Tyler McComas was on yesterday with Bucky and Aaron from up in, in Oklahoma, and he he said almost those exact same words uh, that you know Dylan Gabriel or or Jalen Daniels. We're talking about Dylan Gabriel, da- Jalen Daniels. Yeah. It was basically so, so. Here's how Athlon had it in their pre-spring way too early quarterback rankings. Uh, this was published on March 1st. Jalen Daniels at 1, Dylan Gabriel at 2, Quinn Ewers at 3. I don't think there's there should be any debate that those three guys are the top quarterbacks in the Big 12 because they're three returning quarterbacks. Right. Honestly, honestly, to me, of those three, I think Daniels is probably the most valuable because you take him off that Kansas team, as we saw last year, it's a total – like there's a reason why Jason Bean is working out. I think he's working out a wide receiver, worked out a wide receiver this spring. Like there's a reason why mm-hmm. Kansas stru- – why they look like a totally different team with a healthy Jalen Daniels. And even when he got back, granted, you look at their bowl game against Arkansas, like against Texas, you could tell he wasn't quite 100%. He was a little bit rusty and, you know, Sark just – Put the game in Bijan's hands, and we saw what we saw in mm-hmm. Lawrence. Uh, you can kind of say the same thing about Dylan Gabriel. Oklahoma looked like a different offense last year when it was Dylan Gabriel compared to Davis Bevel or who, whoever was running right. their offense. Uh, and, and I think you know Quinn. Quinn had the production, but let's be honest: like the Texas offense last year was built around your two running backs, and it should have been the identity of your offense was your running game. After that, I mean, Will Howard at Kansas State. Tyler Shuck at Texas Tech, uh, you know they rank them all the way down. Mm-hmm. I think the guy that they've got way too low. I've got Hunter Deckers at Iowa State at nine, with John Reese Plumley at, at UCF, Blake Shapen at Baylor, and Keaton Slovis, who's now at BYU. You talk about a guy that's also been well traveled. We talk about JT Daniels being well traveled. Keaton Slovis has been to a few different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter Deckers at nine. I actually didn't think Hunter Deckers was that bad. And here's the thing about Hunter Deckers, too, Craig. If you look at the 10 teams that were in the league last year, he's the only one that went wire to wire as the starter where they didn't really need a backup. You know, Kansas, Jalen Daniels got hurt. We know at Texas, Quinn Ewers got hurt. Uh, Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders got hurt. We know Dylan Gabriel got hurt. Tyler Shuck, I think, what was it, second or third game? Of the year, I think he got yep. hurt. I think Tech started three or four different quarterbacks last year. You know, Baylor had their issues uh, with Blake Shape. Blake Shape, and it was part of it was injury. He just didn't look right, and some right. of it he just didn't play well. That's correct at times. Uh, so everybody kind of had their issues. Donovan Smith, the Texas Tech transfer, now at Houston. This is where you got to start thinking about the all fourteen teams in the league. Emory Jones, who's uh, another guy on the third stop, was at Florida and then Arizona State. Now he's at Cincinnati. Another guy that's been well traveled. How about Alan Bowman now at Oklahoma State? Was it Tech? Was it Michigan? Now he's at Oklahoma State. Yeah. Uh, and then Garrett Green at West Virginia at 14. So I actually, if you're asking me my honest opinion, especially considering how good he was, and again, I, I don't know, it's kind of similar to Quinn when we talk about the transition Quinn's got to make to not having the two stud running backs with him. Now there's going to be more on his plate. You could say the same thing for Will Howard at Kansas State. Who looked really good last year? But Agreed. What's that offense going to look like without Deuce Vaughn? Right. You know, I, I do think Colin Klein did a heck of a job calling plays with Will Howard because he had two very different quarterbacks 
made it work with Adrian Martinez to a point until I think everybody realized, okay, Will Howard, when healthy, was their best option last year. So I might just cut it off at three with Daniels, Gabriel, Quinn Ewers, and maybe Will Howard maybe sneaks in there as four. But if you're talking about the rest of the league, everybody's either got everybody's either unproven or has injury histories that have piled up significantly. Yes. On them. So I don't know. I, if you're going to rank somebody ahead of Quinn Ewers, I don't have I don't have a ton of beef with that. I like I said, you want to take those three and rank them however you want them. Go for it. You can make a case for each of those guys being the best quarterback in the Big 12 in 2023. Where did you say they had Quinn Ewers rated? Third. Third, yeah. Okay. Behind Dylan Gabriel and Jalen Daniels. Like mm-hmm. I said, Jalen Daniels, I don't, know if, I don't know if I'd have him as the quote-unquote best, and that's a relative term. I do think he's the most valuable to his team. Yeah, yeah. And, I, again, considering the product Oklahoma put on the field, I think Dylan Gabriel is also in that conversation for being most valuable. I agree. I completely agree with that. It's um, it's it's often difficult to get a real comfortable, true read on a team coming out of their spring game. Yeah, and like CB said, he said I'd put Howard number one because he won the Big Twelve last year, right? But I have more faith in the weapons that Quinn has around him, especially like with JT Sanders. That's a match. That's a a quarterback friendly tight end. We know the the Craig, you covered those early ninety Cowboys and as good as good as Emmett Smith was, as good as Michael Irvin was, who was the guy that Troy Aikman always said was his security blanket, the guy he'd always look for when he was in trouble. Jay Novacek. Jay Novacek. We talked about this on the Longhorn Blitz a few yep. weeks ago. Like behind most good quarterbacks is a good tight end. Like Patrick Mahomes. He's got Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, even like we talk about Brett Favre, like Brett Favre had Mark Shamura was a really good tight end. Yeah, you know, he had Bubba Franks for a little bit too in Green Bay. He he had some really good tight ends with him. Uh, you know, Joe Montana, uh, I think of Steve Young with Brent Jones was a really good tight end. No doubt for those Forty Nine. I can still hear Pat Summerall to this day. There you get a good look at Brent Jones touchdown Niners. Yeah, so you just kind of go down the list. Uh, of really good quarterbacks, and more often than not, you'll find a really good tight end that they're tied to. Uh, and, and JT Sanders is just like, I don't know if you're a Big 12 defensive coordinator. I don't know how you handle him. Yeah. Like, if you put a nickel on him, he's going to be able to body up most nickelbacks in the Big 12 unless you just got that rare breed of cat where you can play some big nickel. But then at that point, you're talking about a guy that's either safety or linebacker, and he's going to be able to run by most of those guys. Yep. So he's a matchup nightmare. So I just trust the weapons Quinn has around him and Sark is a play caller more than I trust how's K-State going to adjust to life without Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, it's a big, big, big part yeah, of it. Tom Brady with Rob Gronkowski. Like I said, I'm not. My brain's foggy for some reason today. It's not a good day for me to think about the stuff off the cuff. Phil Sims and Mark Bavaro. We talk about the tough. You talk about tough guys that played this game. Mm. They don't get much more tougher than Mark Bavaro. Dude played like half a season with his jaw wired shut. Yeah. Was it again? You know, that's another Pat Summerall thing you'd think about those those Giants teams back then. You know, Sims. Mark Bavaro, touchdown Giants. But you'd also hear him did one one of my favorite ones he would do. There you get a good look at Lionel Manuel, touchdown Giants. He would do it in the Masters, too. Out to 18. There's Mark Lai. My uh, friend. Seven iron. And he knocked it to about three feet away from the company. He'd go, 
Not bad. My friends I grew up with who were not Cowboys fans. Yeah. Some were on Madden called a lot of Cowboys sure games they did. when I was growing up. Sure they did. They hated the fact that anytime Emmett Smith would have a big run, it would just be Summerall would just go, Emmett. Emmett. And that was it. Yeah. And he whap, boom, and he got this this hole and boom. God, and he John was right that. so yeah. good. It was greatness. All right, we'll be back to wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower on the Horn. We're done for today, but we'll be back tomorrow. Going to do that. Uh, Longhorn baseball tonight, 630. Weather permitting, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. You're right. It is weather permitting. Uh, be careful out there. In if you're the going way. out to the dish, take a poncho just to be safe. Not, not a bad idea. And if you want to go two ponchos on your way, that's <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. All right. Raise that flag, people. Uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Stay tuned. Up next is Chad and Zay. For a man behind the glass, a producer, Cameron Parker. The great Cameron Parker. He is. Awesome job. Uh, good luck with you over Vista Ridge tonight with baseball, weather permitting. And uh, for my co-host, Jeff Howe, I'm Craig Way. Thanks for joining us. We'll visit with you tomorrow on Light the Tower.